Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rewriters Room. Uh, we are a new wrestling podcast under the RNC channel. Um, we will be here to talk about all of the major moments in WWE and kind of redefining and rewriting them how we would have liked to if we were in the writer's room. We're going to introduce ourselves first. Uh, this is an assortment of three very volatile, very uh, eccentric Twitter niggas. Um, I am Armand, music journalist, podcaster, playlist curator, bunch of other shit. Uh, I got my boy Channing. Uh, introduce yourself, bro. I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, what's up? My name's Channing. I am the leader of the Bianca Belair fan club. Fan club. Uh, we'll call ourselves <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Belairs, uh, you know, the Fresh, fresh Princess of Belairs, Fresh Queens of Belairs. So, uh, <laughs> hardcore wrestling fan probably from ages like six or seven to 13 that kind of fell off in high school, got back to it once I got through college. Um, just trying to get my thoughts on audio as well as Twitter. Um, please stay out of my mentions because I don't read them. <laughs> and of course, we got the man, CC. What's good, y'all boys? Uh, CC, also known as Sean, also known as your girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, that's not true at all. I have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just a, I'm just a, a faithful black. No, I'm not even gonna do that. No, I'm just a, uh, for real, I'm just a, a tech slash music nigga. Um, always been a wrestling nigga. Um, I got lower back problems to this motherfucking day from doing some time bombs off my motherfucking bum. <laughs> so that's all you got to know about me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's let you know right there. Yeah, no, nah, this is uh, this is Team Extreme. I guess I'll be leader for the for the sake of time. I don't give any context, but I'm also a lifelong wrestling fan, and it's a great transition into what, what our first topic is going to be. Um, I've taken a very strong appreciation for the Minneapolis, Minnesota specimen superhuman Brock Lesnar. Uh, as of late, I've gone through all of his matches, his more recent stuff, the, the Survivor Series match with Daniel Bryan, um, the triple threat at Royal Rumble 15 with Cena and Seth Rollins, Royal Rumble 31 against Roman Reigns. And I've, I've really just come to appreciate what he brings to the ring in terms of storytelling and obviously what he does in his matches, the superhuman strength. And it's such a strong kind of flip from early in his career uh, you know, Brock came in 2002. He was the first guy I really was a fan of. I remember my very first episode was when he threw Matt Hardy through the wall. And then he, he F5 Big Show through an announcer's table. I was like, yo, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm messing with him. And then Man, I was my, scared. Bro, <laughs> bro. And then, like, once my parents bought the video games, of course, I was using him. And then once I saw him doing the crazy F5 where he, like, launched him in the air and, like, let go, I was doing that to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just this larger than life guy and almost like a superhero to me like do you guys want to talk about your first experiences watching Brock because you because you guys are older than me too so you guys saw like wrestling before me too mm-hmm. I, I so I'll go first because I my, my memory is not as vivid what I, I remember the first thing I remember about Brock is the promo and I remember being a kid and like, even as a kid, like I still had that kind of like, I was developing that, that now that fucking jaded sense where I'm just like, uh, nothing impressed me, but I find <laughs> these little things that I like, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, whenever they have new people, I'm just like, all right, how the fuck are they going to try to sell this shit? Right. And it's like, it, <laughs> that shit was like no fucking marketing plan. It was like, this is a big motherfucker. He's coming to fuck niggas up. Yeah, I was cool. like, oh shit. <laughs> and then the nigga got there. I'm like, all right, let's see what he actually do. I'm looking at this nigga eyes. I'm like, yo, this, yo, did this nigga know this is fate? <laughs> like, I don't think this nigga know. And then he proceeds to show me that 
I don't know that he really thinks it's fake. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's been, like, this nigga right here, like, I just remember he came, I remember, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if I saw his debut episode, because to be honest, I don't think I watched that one. I had watched one of the early episodes that he was on, though. He comes to the fucking ring. This nigga gets up on the ring or whatever, and, like, the way he walks in, like, he just walks, like, because he has that same walk now or whatever, but... <laughs> Before, when he was younger, you got to remember, this nigga was young. So he was like, like this, this is the biggest shit he had ever done. This nigga was geeked about his shit. So he, imagine Brock with his crazy ass. This motherfucker is geeked. Imagine seeing this big, excited motherfucker in front of one of your favorite wrestlers or whatever. Because <laughs> I remember at one point, like, the reason why I saw him, because he had, like, pressed the rock at one point or just, like, was walking by, I think, or whatever. And I was like, it was like, I had that moment where I was like, damn, I think I'm about to watch my dad get his ass beat. <laughs> and so that's what Brock was for me. Yeah, I was like, damn. I like this nigga by, like, you just meet the nigga who could beat your dad ass. That's what that was. Yeah. How about you, Chan? I think for me, it's like, I think he's one of the few wrestlers who, like, the presentation was perfect from day one. Like, even, I remember so vividly, like, thinking, like, this man has, like, muscles on his neck. Like who, like this this muscle that no one else has. I was like, who has that muscle? And like, even I remember like the theme song. And there's that first cut in the video where he like looks at the camera like real Bruh. fast, and there's like sweat coming off. He's like, and it's just like, oh, this is like a force of nature. Like this is not a human coming to the ring. This is like an animal. Like it's like he had the back tattoo with like he got bigger now, but like the sword, like the spine. And he would just like roll his shoulders when he would walk. And it was just like watching like a caged animal. And I remember yeah, when he was young, like he would do like moon salts and like all this shit he doesn't really do now. But like he would do shit and was like, oh he's like the top five athlete alive. Right. And I think for me too, like it was definitely the stuff with the rock because you could tell like even though he was young, he wasn't like a lot of people when they're in the ring with the rock, it's just like, Oh, it's the rock and someone else. Like it's, but Brock, like, just cause he was so physically imposing. It was like, Oh, like this man could hurt the rock. Like I, I love the rock, but he could really like get to it with the rock. And then I'll never forget when they had, I forget the guy's name, when they had him F5, the guy with one leg onto the <laughs> ring. <that> <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, he's different, bro. Like this is, this is something else, bro. Like I ain't never seen, or just like push him down. Like I was like, Oh, he's just built differently. Like, he F, this man has one leg and you're f5ing it into the ring post like it's just there's nothing like that i don't care what taz did what mick foley did i don't care like this is a sick individual <laughs> this man doesn't care about anything and like, i would never forget like these moments of like like you said like oh brock lester might like accidentally kill somebody like right. like like he just might accidentally just wall off and just like break someone's neck just off accident and like that's my first impression of brock it's like oh yeah he's not he's like an animal he's like a but you know what's weird you know what's weird about that? I'm glad you said that. You know what's weird about that? Is that like to this day, so we recognized it then, but the crazy thing is to this day and every moment in between, I felt like, like, you know, that same Brock Lesnar might kill the guy, but the same way I look at James Bond might kill a guy. I'm like, oh, yeah. he has a license to kill. I'm just like, this is what this guy does. You shouldn't fuck with Brock Lesnar. That's your fault. Yeah, you're signing up for more than just a few bumps when you get in the ring with Brock. (laughs) Whether it's a three-minute match, which you're probably going to get these days with him, or a ten-minute match. But yeah, I think that's the crazy thing about him too. Is like he had all that strength. He came in like a beast, but he was also so athletic. Like he had all of the tools. He he, he's kind of like what what Keith Lee is right now. Like he he can literally do everything: speed, size. Uh, charisma. He he wasn't even that great on the mic back then either. But they put him with, with Paul Heyman, which was perfect for for someone like him. And it's and it's really created a model. And I mean, p- people were doing that before and putting a big guy with a manager. But 
I think there's no better pairing than Brock and Paul Heyman if, if we look at the history of WWE. And, you know, his run was crazy because, again, it was two years, and they talk about it in the, in the Ruthless Aggression doc, and I think he's, he's an obvious face of that, of that era. But he came in, freaking squeezed the, the, the life out of Hogan, uh, one king of the ring, beat The Rock for the title early on. Like, there, there was really no waiting. There was no putting him in the mid-card, giving him the U.S. title or anything. Well, the U.S. – I don't even think the U.S. title was active then. They didn't bring it back till a little after like him. Intercontinental European. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think they still had the European but didn't yeah. even have the U.S. And I was – I remember thinking, like, what? I don't know if I'm right about that, but there was a point in time where yeah. European was around and you didn't really see U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, nah, they kind of had to shoot him straight to stardom. He had a great feud with Big Show, great feud with Undertaker, great feud with Kurt Angle, the, the Mania match at Wolf oh Angle, where he almost broke his neck on that shooting star press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like, if, if, if you had to name, like, the top three moments of his, like, first run, it's got to be that. It's got to be when he suplexed Big Show and yep. the, the ring broke. And yeah. probably the uh, Zach Gowan F5 that you were talking about. Yeah, where he right. threw Zach Gowan, that was so sick. That was so sick. But I think for me, because he was my favorite wrestler, like he was like my superhero. It was really upsetting when, he, when there, were, there were talks of him leaving and going to the NFL in 2004. And then, you know, we kind of saw them working towards it when he lost to Eddie at No Way Out uh, with Goldberg coming in and spearing him. <laughs> And then that led to the Goldberg match at Mania 20 when they both were leaving. The crowd is booing. You know, Brock's looking upset. And, you know, and they talked about it in the Ruthless Aggression doc. He didn't like traveling. He didn't like people. He just kind of really wasn't messing with the whole culture of how involved the WWE is. He's a very personal guy. So mm. he, he wanted to leave. He wanted to try to go to the NFL. And then he ultimately made that move. But, you know, I think, I think it would be a really interesting discussion for us to talk about, you know, what if Brock stayed? Um, because we're right around then Mania 20, if you remember, that was when John Cena won his U.S. title, and that led to him. We're working towards Mania 21, where he beat JBL for his title. Uh, Batista was rising up as a young star, or and basically Brock's whole class from Ohio Valley uh, were all kind of working their way up. So let's say if Brock didn't leave at, at Mania 21, do you still uh, Mania 20? Do you still have him lose to Eddie? Because you know Eddie was a fan favorite. I think people were waiting for him to win a world title for a while. So that was a very, very warm moment for us. But again, Brock was always hot. He, he was one of those stars you could always kind of keep the title on and, you know, things would kind of be moving. So what would you guys have done leading up to Mania 20 if Brock wasn't leaving? I think, and this is something I read, it was like part of the thing with Eddie too was that um, he was, Vince was trying to get into the Latin market like he did with like gender like get Indian people on board and so I think you probably still have him lose but I think you do not you have him lose like very like shape like you even more of a work than it was and, like so it's like he loses in some way where he could then face Eddie again because I think and this is like I'm like one of the few people on this island I really like Goldberg I think I'm a sucker for like a cool like chance so you like who's next like I'm in like I'm all in that's all I needed Jack Hammer is like one of the hardest finishers I wish he would let that spear go now because like he let that that shit is not hitting the way he wants it to but like the Jack Hammer is hard and so I think you have him face Eddie again because I think the thing with Brock is that 
and this is like now it's like too much to the this way but like brock is kind of an all-consuming storyline within himself like you don't have to write like oh why is brock upset or what's his character's motivations to like it's just like brock lesnar wants what he wants he does what he wants to fucking do and so i think you could keep him around and have him just kind of not maybe not off tv but like feud with goldberg or some shit and then have him go back to fight eddie and it's a very easy storyline i do think and this is like my guy batista i think you lose batista if you keep brock around yes. i think it's hard to have that 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 not similar characters but that kind of same like imposing figure like in the same arena i think you lose him you keep randy because randy's still like legend killer like he's got his dad and shit cena's obviously cena like whatever but like i think you lose batista because also like you can't brock versus jbl like kind of makes sense but like you can't have Brock versus JBL, then Batista versus JBL. You're like running the same storyline twice because they're both, because at this point, Batista is not really a fleshed out character. It's like he left evolution because of Triple H, but who he is as a person isn't really a thing yet. And so like you would just have Brock Lesnar take his place and then Batista probably ends up being fucking, I don't know, Test or some shit like that. Shout out to Test, but like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like no offense, like you had a cool entrance, but like, <laughs> who wants to be Test? So yeah, I think that's what happens. I think you keep Brock around to face Eddie and you can kind of build off that, but I think you lose a lot of the Batista shit. I think he, mm. he and I hate to say that, but I think you lose that whole character arc because like you just you he's like the animal and you have the beast and the animals like kind of Bro, I when I was a kid, I thought like I, I swear to God, I thought I had the WWE figured out figured out. I thought Batista was supposed to be Brock's replacement on purpose. Like I thought like I thought like I thought Brock leaving and like what he wanted had nothing to do with that shit. I thought I was like I was like Vince getting tired of this nigga. That's what Vince <laughs> here for. Like when I was a kid, I was just unconsumed because like I made that same connection and I knew that. But at the same time, I understood it. I was like, you need it. Like and now that I'm older, I really know. Like you need that. Like you have to have. There's like certain roles that have to be played. Everybody has a role, whatever. Yeah. And the thing about that beast role is that role is so fucking singular. That's mm-hmm. why, like, they, it, that's why, to be honest, it need, like, Brock needed to lead, to be honest, it, we wouldn't be so good at all the big guys doing what they're doing right now had Brock not left, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think wrestling doesn't get as good with the, I don't think, I think wrestling gets good with the, the big guys because it's just evolution life, like, you're just going to go that way or whatever. But I think like the way it happened and the way they're able to do storylines and how they they'll bring a, a guy as a beast, you know, or whatever. But they have that shit ready quick for him to make that character change. Like you see how the, it's like they be pulling that shit off the shelf. They got different <laughs> shit for different niggas, right? Yeah. Like, they just ready to go. It's like big guy. All right. He likes a girl. Big guy. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't like the guy who's the little guy he's with. Big guy. He's got like they already know. Throw him in a tag. <laughs> they got that shit going like and with I, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah I feel like some of that has to do with like and then like yeah I it just bro with, with Batista coming in like that you can't you can't have a Batista like you can't have and and then also you don't get the you don't get the story being as rich um with Triple H and Batista's last run if Brock stills there because you don't get to single out Batista like you don't get to see him in the spotlight, they would have to be sharing it. Brock would be fine because he would be doing what he's doing right now, just picking on literally anybody, and then right. it's just always entertaining. Batista, you don't get the same shit or whatever because they exist together. Like we right. know as fans, you can keep them separate. The stories all fuck you want, but we know it's two big niggas. Yeah, it's the two like, baddest niggas in the company. They got a box, like they got to yeah. get to it. Like you can't have them. Like you can't have Batista versus Triple H and then Brock versus 
I don't fucking know, like JBL for like eventually like they gotta butt heads. Like there's just no way to keep them up separately. It's like it's like when you have like Barry. Yeah. Batista would have got buried. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Brock yeah. Brock. Batista would have got fucking buried and that would have yep. sucked. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's uh I, I I definitely see you guys angle. I actually never thought of that because I'm my thinking was, you know, if Brock stays, you keep him on SmackDown, Batista probably stays on Raw for a bit. He still gets his run. He still breaks away from Triple H. Maybe still gets his championship run. There, there was a lot of different talent on Raw. I think Raw, even back then, had a lot more talent than SmackDown. Yeah. I, I, I watched Maybe. SmackDown a lot more, and I was more of a fan. But Raw has always had way more people. So yeah. So 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 Batista could have had you know feud with Jericho. Could have feuded with Christian. Feud with um feud with Chris Benoit while he was still on Raw. There were there, there was oh, a bunch of guys. Edge, yeah, Edge was still there. Shelton Benjamin, because Shelton was, what was a hot, yeah, hot dude yeah. Right there, like, they tried to make then. him go single. He was catching that sweet shit music though. He yeah, caught, he caught yeah. hell for Shawn Michaels off that show. <laughs> yeah, but hey, he was hey. also in Triple H, like it was yeah. and plus Brock and Shelton uh, had that. They had boys, that, ain't they? From yeah, like Minnesota, they like wrestled together. Yeah, so it it would have been interesting if perhaps Brock got brought over to Raw at some point. That they could play off the Brock Shelton relationship. I fear Batista would be what we're seeing now with like Bobby Lashley. We're like, yeah, it works. It works every third show where it's like, oh yeah, I look, he forgot. Like Bobby Lashley kind of fire, but then like he's on two straight shows. It's like, it's just not hitting the way I wanted to. Like it's it's something. It's just not. It's like he's he can do all the moves. He even like sells very well. Like you watch him wrestle yeah. small guys. He really will take bumps and like not like catch shit. Like he'll really sell. Well. But it's just like something never clicks over. Where it's yeah. like, why is Bobby Lashley not Batista? Like, like why is he not that? Because he is like physically that, and like athletically speaking, he should be that. But he just it you know never it clicks. It's because it's the same reason why we never want to hear that nigga talking on a mic. He don't have no personality with the rest. <laughs> yeah, he like he's, awful. he's the exact opposite of a Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens talks literally the entire time, and you can hear. I swear to God, you can hear everything that nigga is saying for forty minutes if he have a match that long. <laughs> Whereas, he's like, quit, 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 <laughs> stop. Like, yeah, he was mad funny. He was just, bro, he was just telling the nigga, he was like, oh, oh my gosh. What's the favorite thing that he ever, uh, he always say is when he whoop a nigga and he's like, oh, does that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I, like, Bobby's like completely not that. He has no fucking personality when he wrestles, which is why right now it's the sweet spot because MVP, he doesn't need to have a personality when he wrestles right now because of MVP. Yeah. Like, he never had that at that time. And Batista right. would have been the same shit. That's why when you put him with Evolution, now Batista can become Batista because he's built up and then he leaves. Like, you saw him grow up and now he's going, like, leaving home. Like, right. he doesn't get that if Brock's not yeah. No, and it's interesting this Batista conversation comes up because we saw, you know, Brock tried the NFL out. He did make the Vikings, and then I don't think he made it past, like, the the OTAs or whatever. Um, yeah, so he was back in talks with Vince McMahon to come back in, like, 2004, 2005, and the plan was to have him come back and face Batista at SummerSlam. So with Batista's rise, uh, his SummerSlam 2005, he faced JBL in a no-holds-barred match, I believe. So with, with uh, Brock there and Batista on SmackDown at that point, you, you bring Brock back, that creates a very, very interesting situation because Batista had just beat uh, Triple H at, at the Mania prior to that, beat him at Backlash, beat him in Hell in a Cell, came over to SmackDown, 
So it's like, you know, with Brock being this hot commodity coming back, he left. Everyone was, a lot of people were kind of upset he left. He's still this superstar. Like, like you see, you bring Brock back, back at any time and, like, you know, p- people mark out. So yeah, I think a lot of people, like, yeah. yeah. So that, that's a blockbuster match. And a lot of people might have been looking for Brock to go over. So what do you do there to kind of create that Brock Batista feud and, and make it interesting? I think. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this approach because I'm I'm Captain Saverhole when it comes to my favorite. I don't like to see my wrestlers get buried. I don't like to see that shit. All right, is I'm gonna try to prevent it as much as I can. So I don't want to see Batista get buried. So I'm gonna use my cheat code that I always use: is disqualification. <laughs> like you know, and I think um, and my favorite way is a best, especially when I have two big stars that I don't want to, I don't want to bury either of them. And I want both of them to look good, no matter what happens in this match or whatever, no matter how fucked up they get or whatever. Um, I'll do the double disqualification too. I'll have somebody from Brock's past come or whatever, mm. who, you know, like whoever it needs to be, they need to come. It could be Eddie just for, cause you know how Eddie used to just like fuck with niggas just to fuck with niggas. He might just do like, cause like, while, like, or had like, a match over at somebody else's son. Like, what you, what you need custody for of his son for? Like, what you, why do you need Ray custody over Dominic? Oh, wait, I'm sure that was at that SummerSlam. Eddie still here at this point? Yeah, yeah that's the same SummerSlam. It's that match. It that ladder match is that day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's just fucking with Ray for no reason, bro. Like, like, what are you doing that for? Yeah, I get like, yeah, I say like fucking have them do a match like it's fucking crazy or whatever and then like just people just come and fuck it up and then it just really like spirals from there i think the story here's my problem i think if you keep the story between those two somebody's gonna have to come on come out on top and whoever gets buried they are not gonna be able to recover and have the career they end up having and because i saw it already i don't want to like stop that or whatever because I know it's possible. As a kid, I don't think that shit is possible or whatever. I see winners and losers or whatever. But, like, knowing what it is now, I'm like, let's keep them both safe and keep the story intertwined with a bunch of people so it's not one guy getting buried or blah, blah, blah. That's how I would take it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, social media would not like a Brock Batista match in 2020. They would be like, yo, you, you, you're, you're burying Batista. He just got his run. How are you putting the title on him? And then if Brock loses, but Brock is this menacing how Hollywood block, like, how do you have him lose? Like, the, the people wouldn't be satisfied. So that would be a really, really tough spot for the writers to be in. I, I, I would have a lot of sympathy for them. But it would still be a really good match that I, I would love. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think also, like, in my mind, it's, like, hard for me to wrap my mind around, like, Batista, Batista bombing Brock, but also Brock F5ing Batista. Like, it doesn't, like, compute to, like, yeah. they're just such, like, powerful moves. It's, like, can I really picture Batista, like, lifting Brock up and powerbombing him? Like, I don't think anyone's ever powerbombed Brock. Like, I just can't – I don't have that image in my head. Same with, like, Batista, like, I guess John Cena might have hit a – also, I call it the FU. I don't call it the attitude adjustment because, like, I, I think that's stupid. Uh, like, I'm not a kid. Like, it's this the FU. Like, I don't know. podcast right now. That shit yeah. is called- Fucking F you. Ain't no goddamn yeah. attitude. Fuck he said, that. your move's the F5, mine's the F you. I'll never forget that bar John Cena dropped on Brock Lesnar's head. So, yeah, I can't oh, yeah. picture that, too. So, I feel like it's got to be – you can't – I mean, you could, but you probably should run back the whole Paul Heyman turns on Brock thing. But, like, I feel like that's realistically what probably would happen. Or it would be, like, Triple H returns and screws over Batista. Because, like, you just wouldn't let either of them lose clean. Not – not off on a one-off match, not at SummerSlam, maybe at Mania, but not on a one-off match. I think it would have really, even if it was a good match 
like which it would have been because like they were both at that point working really well it would have ended up being oh batista can't win the big one he's buried now because also like so the title's on brock and then what do you do with that because brock's not going to be around full time i mean i guess if that's what it was but i doubt he would if he's coming back for this one match so like the, the world heavyweight titles on brock's so then you just have like no world heavyweight title because that like we do that now, but that wasn't really a thing in the early 2000s where, like, yeah. you would have your main champion just not on TV for months at a time. Yeah, like, that's they were yeah. defending titles every week, like, on Raw. And so I just can't see that happening either. So Brock would have to lose, and I just don't see him catching a Batista bomb. So it would have to be some type of, like, chicanery to go on to, like, fuck it up. I would yeah. Here's, a, here's another idea. Here's another idea. Um, and this comes from knowing what we know now, but like, I don't think it would have been possible. It would have just been interesting to see them try it. Knowing what we know about Batista's range now, like how he can like, bro, like when he came back for that last fucking feud, just like when he yeah. came back that first episode and you saw how he had, uh, what's the name in the fucking room? I was Rick like, give me, right. <laughs> give me what I want. Give me what I want. Like, it was like when he first showed up on camera, he didn't even need to talk. What he was trying to communicate, I got that shit. Cause that nigga, like, he had that personality. He's a, good heel. He's a really good heel. Booty. Yeah. And like, he knows, like, so I'm thinking, like, what if, like, what if he gets coached? You know, what if, like, what if his acting is up to power for the times or whatever? And like, I'm thinking, like, what if you have him, what if he does lose clean to Brock or whatever? But what if his, his acting is up to par at the time where you can have that motherfucker go crazy. So now you can still have two beasts. This beast is crazy because this motherfucker, like he's got a reason, like he's been driven crazy because he lost, because he can't win the big one. And now he's going to fucking destroy everybody in, in this way. And then Brock is just still just Brock or whatever. That's another possibility maybe. That would be good. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I mean, Batista had experience being a heel already working with Triple H, Orton, and Flair. So that's exactly. an easy transition for him. And then it sets up, oh, what was it a fluke me beating Triple H at Mania? But then he beat him two times after. So it would be kind of hard just to say three wins were a fluke. Yeah. But, like, still, like, but it could have been like, it could also set up a thing where it's like, oh, Batista, you you beat, you beat uh, Triple H, but you couldn't beat me. Like you, yeah. like you, it could be like Triple H in his ear being like, ah, oh, you see what happens? Like when you left me, like right. now you can't win. Like, yeah, you could beat me because you're like my little bro or whatever, but like you need me. Like, you really need me. And then, like, the next match when he faces Brock, like, Triple H is, like, helps him out, helps him beat Brock. And then Triple H is like, now you owe me because I helped you get the title back. And then you kind of had that storyline. But... Bro, y'all booking some fire shit because I want to see this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see this shit. Because yeah, you can see Triple H in that suit with, like, because he still had the long hair doing, like, huh. Bro, don't you? Hey, Dave. Listen, Dave. Triple H with the goatee in that motherfucker. Yo, this nigga. <laughs> I'm like, you really was walking around. To be honest, I, I would have loved to see long hair go to Triple H work with Brock in some way. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know what they could have done, but he kept getting but hurt. Like, yeah, but like, but like looking at the matches they had 2012, 2013, like that would have been great back when Brock was athletic. And also Brock and John Cena's chemistry with the 2012 match, the, 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 the 2014 matches and uh, Brock successfully defended the, the title against Cena in 2003, I believe. So that there was a story there, like that's something that they could have revisited when, when Cena won his first WWE title uh, from JBL or, or when he went to Raw. Uh, you know, maybe if they move Brock over to Raw, like they could revisit that. I, I think, right. I think, I think feuds and maybe one more Royal Rumble win are what would have carried Brock from you know 2004 when he left to maybe 2012. I mean, that's that, that's like eight years, and you know, like. Uh, and they, like there's there's that they have to be good with with the long term storytelling there because uh, one thing we talked about in our chat was like Brock really never 
changed his character. Like he's no. he's he's consistently been the same. And you, while I think we were experiencing some Brock fatigue in like 2016, 2017, when he beat Braun, when when, when we thought Braun was going to get the title. Oh my when, god! Yeah, he brought it back to the same match over. Yeah, and over. it was like, yo, man, yeah. like just yo, face dude. Rowan three times. Like, bro, just let him win once. Right. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. So, you know, it's just keeping that character interesting enough and putting them against interesting enough people would have been the challenge there. Um, but I think Cena, the, the way that he rose and, like, his transition from the rapper Cena to the, to the you know, C-Nation leader, um, I, think, I think Edge, like, heel Edge in 2008, the, the work Edge was doing against Oof. Taker. God's like, work. God's yeah, like, work. He was... He was he was watching Taker if if, if we gonna yeah. be honest like yeah. I, I think, on the mic too he was talking yeah. that shit to Taker <laughs> don't give a fuck about no dead man like, bro nerves <laughs> yeah <laughs> big time. I always felt like and this is something like they could do now but I always wanted it to do a little bit earlier when Brock was around more like have him do you know how like the Fiend has like the pictures on the wall and then Orton's like the legend killer I feel like an easy storyline Brock could have just been him being like I've just never done this I've never won the United States title I feel like doing it and then winning it and then just dropping like I just wanted to see if I could do it or like I've never beat you oh you think like like you saw at the rumble where like he saw Keith Lee's like who the fuck is this guy and have him just be like I've never beaten Keith Lee he was kind of big let's just see if I could do it because I just feel like that's such an easy thing they could have done and could continue to do just have him be like never won a tag title I'm gonna win it by myself I'll just have both of them like I'll just be the fucking Cesaro and Shinsuke by myself win the tag titles, and you could just have them back. I don't even want to keep them. I just be like, I'm just that fuck. I do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Brock Lesnar. I want to like beat your ass just because you looked at me crazy, or just because I just haven't done it yet, or just like I want to show you one last <laughs> time that like you can't never step to me. Like I just feel like yeah. that's like the old man Brock. I kind of want to see them get to where it's just like even if he drops Heyman being like, yeah, I'm done doing this for money. This is just for like what I feel like doing. Like I just want to <laughs> show up, fight, and then go home. I just feel like Kenny. that's such an easy storyline they could do, and I always want them to do that. Talk Kenny, this is – you are a fucking genius. You know how you do that? Ha, keep him away for a little bit longer, right? Come, ha, Have him come back as old man, old man Brock, but, like, keep everything the way it is now where, like – because a lot of people are wondering, and they're like, damn, Raw don't have a general manager. They fucking announcing it. Guess who the fucking general manager Brock is? Brock <laughs> Wow. This is how he's doing all that shit. It's like he can do it because he has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. And like, no one would step to him. I know that they'll step to Jimmy Manage, like, I want to match his sparks. Like, you want to match with the title? You could go through me first. Like, <laughs> wow. yeah, beat me. <laughs> beat me. Like, he like, just randomly challenges people. Like, somebody comes up to him and is just like, look, we like the challenge, blah, blah, for the tag titles. And he's like, all right, cool. You get a qualifying match, handicap match against me. What yeah. the fuck, nigga? <laughs> Yeah, just like he just walk in your matches right now and just like walks through the ring. Yeah, I feel like that would be so fire. You just have Brock just like because no one's gonna tell Brock no. So it's not like Brock's gonna be like, I want an intercontinental title shot. I'm like, well, you have to earn it. Like, no, he could just face AJ Styles just because, like, just because he wants Bruh. to. Like, I yeah. think that's be such a fire limit. Friday. Yeah. That's a, it sounds like a scarier version of Constable Baron Corbin. I, I yeah, like exactly. That. Like, niggas would really be afraid of him. I like that. I like that. Nah, that 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 would that's that's a dope idea. That'd actually be pretty fire. Um, but low key, there are still some people I would like to see Brock work against. John Morrison won, and I, I think younger John Morrison, like prime John Morrison, when he was putting on bangers for Brock. And, <laughs> oh yeah, that, like, pain, yeah. yeah he, he probably would have gave up a, a hip and, and a knee or two, but you know it, it would have been worth it for the entertainment. For sure. Um, oh yeah, because that was Brock, that was that was like uh, that was peak perk times. Yeah. Angle, baby. <laughs> Man, listen, yo, John, John would have been 
just doing all that parkour all over the bro. It, it was crazy. <laughs> um, I, I I do want to see Brock and Kofi running back. I I don't know how they build towards that. And again, I I don't know if it will be a long match. But you know, Brock works so well with small guys. We saw it with mm-hmm. Brock versus AJ, Brock versus Daniel Bryan, yeah, Brock right. versus Finn Balor, the Brock versus Ricochet match, which we thought would have would have was going to go longer. You know, Ricochet got washed, but I I think that that would have been really good too. So you, know, you look at someone like Matt Riddle. Everyone wants to see Riddle Brock. They'll really just get to fighting, though. Like, they'll just get to really, like, UFC, like, kickboxing. Like, it's not going to be a match. They'll really just get to, like, fighting. Like, yeah, that would be a shoot. Like, that, that, yeah. that would just be violent. They'll just agree before a match, like, hey, I know what Vince said, but, like, it's like men. Like, we're going to do this just like men. Like, we just going to. Both them niggas it. crazy. That's what Yeah, they both UFC fighters. They really fight. Like, they just fight. Them niggas is always trying to fight niggas, too. Like, yeah. Matt Riddle, this nigga Matt Riddle, bro, this nigga is all. Like he's he gonna put like, hands on Goldberg one day. He gonna put yeah. hands on Goldberg. He gonna see. He gonna catch him lacking at like the WWE Hall of Fame, and he really gonna get to it. And I I'm can't here wait. for it. I'm here for wait. it. Um, but man, it's crazy because like I think we look at Brock's career. Um, I believe he has like six or seven world title reigns. Yeah, it's not uh, that many. It's like seven. One, one Rumble win, one King of the Ring win. But it's like, what else can he really accomplish? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like. I, like that idea of him going for the United States or Intercontinental title just to do it would obviously make sense. Like I'm Brock, I could do that. But I think social media would be like, ah, like, well, why do we have Brock going for a mid card title like the Workers title when there's all this young talent that we could put over with that? So it's kind of like it's his storylines. If he's not fighting for titles, it's hard to make yeah. interesting storylines for him. Um, so it's almost as if like you know, what, what do you do? Like, I'm hoping that they bring him back soon. I, I, I think he's hitting somebody with an F5 at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Um, yeah, Randall. Randy Randall setting up that, that Randy match again. Um, there's always, you know, Cena's a 17th world title reign and somehow working Brock into that, maybe like right. d- d- doing a flip from 2014 when Cena got washed by Brock. But at this point, it's like, you know, he accomplished so much in his first two years took eight years off, came back from 2012 to now. He's, he's been here eight years, and he's been he's been cooking, watching Big Show, putting on bangers with Seth Rollins, putting on bangers with, with Roman Reigns. Um, so it's like, what? You know, do, do you guys have anything else you would want to see him do? Hell yeah. I think it's kind of like The Undertaker where it's like, I couldn't – I think Undertaker maybe has like eight world title reigns, but it's like it's not about – like for some people like, like Cena – or not say that's their whole career, but like it is like a numbers thing where it's like I'm hitting records. And some people it's just about impact. It's like how I would compare like Michael Vick to like Peyton Manning, where it's like, yes, Peyton Manning has stats and Super Bowls, but like the impact Michael Vick had on the game, like when you ask somebody like who do you want to watch play, Michael Vick or Peyton Manning, like Michael Vick. And I think Brock's like that, where it's like, I want to see him do stuff for the impact. Yeah, you know, where you say it'd be like picking up a storyline with Cena picking up a story like where it's like a feud it, it can't be about a. it probably wouldn't be about a big card title it'd be like a feud where it's like like i said the thing with keith lee where it's like this new guy he thinks he's the next big thing like i think that should be another storyline too that should be like that was brock's thing i'm the next big thing and there should be someone from nxt be like well i'm the next big thing now like this is my thing like your old news like we don't need you anymore like and really like run that back and have brock go heads up with somebody like that where it has to be like a purposeful thing because you can't bring him back like goldberg where it's just like uh, Goldberg's around, like he's gonna spear somebody and like hold title losing. Like, Brock actually beats story. Here, I'm sorry, I, I love Goldberg, Goldberg, but like, <laughs> like it's just not a good storyline anymore. <laughs> Although I did want to see Goldberg versus Roman, I would have liked to see that because Roman can really work, yeah. and I think Roman and although Goldberg 
will kill someone before 2025. <laughs> that's like confirmed. He's going to break someone's neck. I almost was Taker. We almost really had the dead man no. in Saudi Arabia, which like would have broken the internet. But he'll definitely, he's going to kill somebody. And so I would like to see that. But I do think, yeah, Brock needs storylines that like have history and have like purpose to them where it's like, no, I want to see this because like of what it'll mean five years from now, not just like to pop a SmackDown crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you hit on something important there too when you were talking about um, like the way he would be feuding with people um, and like the impact. And like, it doesn't, like, it's not, it's not what he's fighting for or about whatever. It's just like, like how he how he goes about it like you know it's like you want to watch him do shit or whatever right for that reason um on top of that with like you pair that with the feuds here's something that like around that especially if we go back to that time right let's let's say we go back to that time um here's something you didn't see a lot let's say if he stays or whatever he i would like to see people start challenging him because his whole thing is like rock comes in the room and fucks people up I would like to see somebody walk because that's kind of that's basically that's basically what we just saw Drew do yeah. or whatever. Like Drew walked up and it wasn't on some like humble shit. That nigga was like, "No, fuck you, nigga." Like, <laughs> give me your fight. Claymore County, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> and that, from, nigga. <laughs> yeah, and that was our first like, bro. Like, you know, I'm at this big ass age, and that's the first time I'm looking at Brock, and I'm like, "Oh shit, Brock is like." Oh, this nigga just whooped me. I don't know if I've ever like seen Brock like he. I've seen Brock lose, but I've never seen Brock look another man in the eyes and be like, "Damn, nigga, you just whooped me." <laughs> like, especially another man that's his size. Cause Drew is big. Like yeah. Drew is not like Big Show big, but he's like Yo, tall no, and like saw, solid. They yeah. came to before I moved. They came. They came right before I moved, bro. I saw that that motherfucker and how fast that nigga is is scary. You're free. He's an athlete. That kip up into the Claymore special. It, it's so every time I see it, I'm like, why is it so quick? Like, that shit don't make no sense, bro. That nigga is big. It's a big cat, bro. Yeah, no, I I honestly think Brock and Drew could put on a few more bangers, too, if if that was something that they wanted to revisit. Um, But Drew's reign has been really solid. Like, I'm looking forward to the Orton match. I think Orton might go over, but if if Drew does win, like, we might have to start having some different conversations about him and and this reign, because it's it's solid. Um, But, um, yeah, I think that's all. That's all I got on Brock um crazy career man like just so many classic matches so many of my favorite matches um throughout my wrestling i got one more thing i got one more thing go ahead ahead. i like obviously i'm glad you run the royal rumble i know mcintyre high claymore county like leave me alone um but i was really into the whole like brock starting out at one and eliminating Like I was so in when he got to like 15, I was like, just do it. Like fuck it. I mean, just just one by one, just take him out. That was such a fire storyline. I was like, I'm sold. For him you know, just being like, I'm gonna enter at one and then just toss people out as soon as they come into the ring. I like, swear to God, I would have chugged all the fucking I swear to I would have drank so, everything in my fucking apartment if he would have did that shit. That was so fire. You gotta think like, about it too, because like they planned to have Goldberg go over Fiend. So, like, what if it was Brock as WWE champ winning the Royal Rumble, facing Goldberg, Universal champ, in a winners-take-all match, running it so back far. from WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 33? Like, bro, that would, that, that would have been nuts. And, like, maybe just throwing in Roman for the hell of it, kind of like with the, with the Becky-Charlotte-Ronda match. Yeah. Like, that would have been crazy. 
that would have been real yeah. crazy. So. That was such a fire storyline. I love that. That's 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 one thing. Like stuff like that. Like I'm saying, like stuff where it's like Brock just being like, I'm about to do some shit just because I'm Brock Lesnar. I think See, that's I like the, the arc we need to get on. I love the troll Brock Lesnar. Like yeah. that's my favorite. When that nigga took the suit, money in the bank. Yo, <laughs> Brock Hardy. I swear to God, when I see that was my favorite Brock. <laughs> hey, that was the best Brock. When he was dancing, that was the best Brock. Like, even like when Money Bank happened and like the music hits and Ali's just like looking like, come on, dog. <laughs> and you see Brock just walking in, just like laughing, like, oh yeah, I'm about to beat your Yo. ass and get that. Like you just knew, like yeah, Brock's here. He does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like. Yeah, that's the type of shit I need to see now. Where it's just like, there's no reason for Brock to have the money in the bank. Like he could just challenge it. Like, he's Brock Lesnar, but it's just funny him being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take this from you because it's mine." Like yeah. just to debo other people. Like obviously, I don't want to see him bury every single young talent, but like, yes, just shit we never seen before. I'm all in for. Yeah, he's definitely one of the greatest heels to have not to not be so great on the mic. Like it's 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 wild. Um, but yeah, that's uh, all I got. Thank you guys for joining. The Rewriter's Room, we'll be back, and yeah, that's that.